Welcome to Bound by Bucks. I am one of your hosts and contemporary romance and suspense and sweet author, Danielle Bannister. I also write under Danny Bannister, and I am joined today by fellow writer Sherry Hayes. Hi, Danielle. I'm Sherry Hayes, and I write steamy contemporary romance and BDSM romance. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're I'm a little more on this, a little more steamy than Danielle. But yeah, yeah, Daniel gets Daniel gets steamy, but not quite as steamy depends, as I get. It depends typically. on the book that I'm writing. Yeah, I'm I'm I I cover yeah. all the s's: the, the steamy, the sweet, and the suspense. So it just kind of depends on what the book is. I can't make up my mind on what I like to write. I <laughs> yes, just... I do remember genre hopping was a topic of conversation um, last year. Topic. So we're not gonna remind me of how bad I am at genre hopping. I know I am aware. Of how bad oh, I am. Oh wow! So you you had a you had a recent uh, release here though, didn't you? Yeah, I released a uh, volume four of uh, the Where You Left Me series, which is one of my uh, steamier romances. It's kind of like a a rom com, but there's also you know some sex scenes in there and uh, mm. some non fade to black moments. Um, in that so that's going to be a five book series. So the fourth one just released. The fifth one is coming out in may and then that'll be a a done that'll be series it. so that'll that'll be nice to get that one done and dusted so that i can continue with other series that i've started so yeah. yes because you have lots and lots of fun stuff coming down the pike though because you wrote a you wrote a story for yonder which yep. is coming out here soon yep and that's coming out in april on april 3rd ish unless they mm-hmm. you know it's it's up to yon the yonder platform and when right. they decide to release things right. but right now the tentative date is is the third uh they they've they've changed the title on me so i've have to have to stop to think a minute about what is the new title um, it's arranged vows <laughs> so i had to had to stop and think because i've been calling it something else for the better part of a year so i just have to you know reshift and re-focus. gotta roll with it just gotta, gotta roll, roll with it, it. you know yeah, when, when yeah. you're not when you have somebody else sort of in charge of of that part when you're not you know right. completely indie you sort of have to give way and and sort of of let let things fall where they may and what about you 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 were in a pretty good habit of like writing every day and and getting closer and closer to to something how how is that schedule working um out? Well, we had a couple of weeks that were really, really bad. <laughs> um, and then um, then I, it has gotten a little bit better. I have started to get back in my groove, although it's still not exactly where I would like it to be. But as long as I'm making progress, I can't knock it too much. My life is just very... Uh, Danielle and her planning self tends to stick to her plan plan very rigidly I do. I do. um my my life just doesn't fit in the plan I you can... have a planner though so it's not for a I lack do. of having a planner no. or a plan you just yeah. really have an insane life you're you're like the day job is not like a normal day job and so it, it kind of consumes no. things in a way that most other people are, aren't dealing with yeah. that sort of stuff so yeah the thing I that people it. don't tell you when you're when you are an entrepreneur when you own your own business and and writing can be in that same vein too because mm-hmm. obviously Absolutely. it is a it is a business Absolutely. especially if you're self-published yep however when you are running a business where you deal with the public 
<laughs> you really don't have you only have limited control over yeah. things yeah. so um yeah you never know uh what is what the day is going to hold i yeah, mean it, it's it true may be a nice peaceful day and you can stay on to your tasks and yeah. everything goes smoothly but more often than not not so much yeah <laughs> it just no. something something gets thrown in the mix that you were not planning and your whole entire day has to change timing has yep. to change um so, you know, your day may get started. That's a lot of what happens to me is, you know, I try to get right in the morning and before my day gets crazy. Well, right. you know, if, you know, if I plan to write from, you know, say six to eight in the morning and somebody calls me at seven or seven thirty, that doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> that totally. No. It yeah. gets into my writing time. So, yeah. you know, you just never know what's yeah. going to happen and all of that. But uh, we are talking about writing today. We are, believe it or not. Uh, yes, <laughs> we, are, we are talking about writing. Yes, um, we're actually, we thought we would uh, talk about the start of a story, the beginning, yeah. because that is such an important element from a marketing standpoint. Yeah to have a good opening, a strong opening, um, because it can make or break whether somebody, uh, where a reader either continues reading your story sure. or they, you know, DNF it. They just yeah. say, nope, not for me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, it's not catching my interest. I'm going to move on to something yeah. else. Yeah. So it, it's, it's big. Gone, it's gone are the days where, you know, you used to be able to give a book three chapters. That's that's sort of been like the what what I was raised as in school. Give a book three chapters. Give your you know allow time fifty pages for fifty pages for the book, and then yeah. but that's that's not really the case anymore. You know, I think part of the reason is is there's been such a boom in independent publishing that mm -hmm. that the, that window of opening up publishing ability to to more people that that net mm -hmm. which is great. But that now means that there's a ton more books now. So the mm -hmm. if you don't get somebody in the first, you know, page or so, they'll just move on to the next book. I mean, there are mm -hmm. that many on people's, you know, readers yeah, now list. Yeah. That, that they don't have time. That you know, I mean, I know that there are some people who are who are not like that, who will very mm -hmm. much, you know, if it's on my Kindle, it's gonna be right. read from start to finish. But when you have a TBR that you are never ever going to finish. <laughs> Because it is so long, and I because you're constantly us... adding more to that TBR, exactly. and... and I think a lot of us are in that same boat. If a book doesn't immediately um... pull you in, I'm gonna give it a little bit more than the first page. I will probably mm. still give it. I will probably still give it at least three chapters because <laughs> old, and that's you know sort of what I've been conditioned with. But yeah. I, you know, I'll give up a book if it's not if it's not pulling me in. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, again, it's it kind of, there's a lot of criteria there. It does need to pull me in. I would say two to three chapters is what I would expect to at least have it have my interest. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to wow me after the first couple chapters, but I have to at least be interested enough in order to mm -hmm. want to continue. And I think that's the important thread there. I think some authors feel like if they don't start their first page or chapter with a bang right. that it is it, it that readers are not going to continue it 
but I think it's more, <clears throat> is it engaging? Yeah. Does it, it is your character your somebody that your reader is going to want to continue the journey with? Because I think that happens sometimes is mm-hmm. that they've made a character that's either right. not very exciting, uh, two-dimensional maybe, or... Mm-hmm perhaps too mean or too or just somebody that you just have no sympathy toward and no you know, like mm-hmm. no empathy toward i mean you could have an unreliable narr- narrator that's fine but there has to be something about them mm-hmm. that is intriguing that makes the reader want to continue to read even like the right. the jackass characters if you will there's some redeeming quality about them to make sure that you keep reading right there has to be some likable gray area that is like do I like this person or do I not like this person um and you know that that needs to be conveyed there needs to be something so in other words if you're going to have your character do something one of the main characters because we both write romance so we're gonna take that we're gonna take that genre uh (laughs) and pick it apart here today a little bit if you're writing a character and you know in the first chapter or two that you're going to have them do something that is bad or questionable. Right. You also, before they do that, you need to have them do something benevolent. You need to, even if it's just whole, you know, helping an old woman across right. the street. Or okay. having an internal thought that nobody else knows. But an right. internal thought that makes them go, oh, you're a human being. You you really are right. kind, but your exterior maybe is. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. it can, like I said, it can be so simple. It can be helping somebody across the street. It can be, you know, putting some money, you know, giving some money to a homeless person. I mean, it can be so small right. and in the grand scheme of things seem insignificant. Right. But again, if you're going to have that character that you in the future want me to like and root for. Yeah. You need to make them somewhat likable. You need to give them some sort of little hint of redemption before you have them do something that's not good. <laughs> right. And right. and I'll give you an example of when that didn't happen. I I read a book years ago. Um it was by somebody I had met at a book conference. Um they we had talked and um a few years later, I met them again at the first conference. They were a reader at the second conference. They were there with their first book. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, really supportive. I was like, that's great. And, was, and so I bought one of her books and she signed it for me and everything was great. And I was like, yeah, I can't wait to get home and read it. In the first chapter, the hero has sex with the heroine against a brick wall in the back alley of a bar while she is just drunk off her butt. Oh. And we're in her point of view, so we have no insight into his character whatsoever. And that's your first impression that you're is, giving me is a guy that's willing to, you know, take advantage of somebody who's drunk. Right. That's and a so, hard character to root for. I'm like, I, because again, if the per, if the author would have given me something, I mean, even if it was again, helping somebody outside, you know, like help, helping it, just anything, something that made them feel human and accessible and redeemable to me. 
it wouldn't have hit so hard. I would have been like, am I going to like this or not? I don't know, right, but maybe I'll right. continue. But as it was, it made it completely shut me down. Yeah. I was like, I don't like this person. I have no reason to like this person. And so I, even though I had a signed copy of the book, I never finished it because yeah. I had no interest in finding out about, about these, about the these bad two taste characters was, and the romance. was placed in the mouth. Exactly. And so you, you can't, you can't, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's really what you authors have to look at a book as being as their yeah. first, first two, at least their first two chapters, if not their first chapter, that is the first impression. When you introduce characters, those are the first impressions that you're getting, yeah. that yeah. you're giving the reader. And you need to have a good first impression yeah. or at least an intrigue. Again, I, I, I keep going back to that word intriguing because it doesn't necessarily have to be a quote unquote good impression, but it has to be an intriguing. It has right. to make me want to know more about that character, their story. I want to flip life. the page. I want to, I want to figure out what, yeah. what this is all about. I might not understand it or I might not completely agree with it, but there's something about it that makes me want to see where are you going with this? I'm, I'm curious. Right. And, and that, that may play into too. And again, in these first few pages, first chapter, whatever, the tone mm -hmm. and your voice as an yeah. author is going to come across in those first few pages. Like mm -hmm. I will make, when I go to signings, I make like little mini, uh, mini almost chapter books mm -hmm. of like the first little bit of each of the story because I think that's a really good way for people to pick up on tone and mm -hmm. sort of get a get a sense of what the story is going to feel like. So if you if you can read just a little bit of it and get the vibe of how the author be like, oh, this is what the this is how the this ride is going to be. I see how this is going to be. You might be more compelled to keep going. So you right. want to make sure that your tone is clear and that your voice is clear, so that mm -hmm. readers get a sense of oh. I'm on this ride versus, oh, how I thought I was on the roller coaster, but apparently I'm on the Tilt-A-Whirl, you know, completely different set of vomit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. And it, so and you want to set, again, you want to set the tone, you want to do all that. So if it's a dark romance, you need to set the tone as it being a dark romance. If, you know, if you are, you know, doing a, ro a rom-com, then you need to set that tone, you know, yeah, you need to, to some have humor. very, yeah, yeah, right. You need to have, you need, and that, I guess that goes back to what Tina always talks about. One of our fellow co-hosts, mm -hmm. um, Tina Moss, is that you need to understand your genre and what the genre expectations are. And you need to kind of come out swinging yeah. with that. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be like, Again, you don't have to be in your face about it. I know that like some some authors really firmly believe that you need to have an action sequence right at the start of a book. Like it well, that's, that's, that's a good sort of segue. Like that there are definitely specific types of way that ways that writers are given as these are the ways in which you start your book. And that's definitely one of the bits of advice is out there. Starting with some sort of action or some, mm -hmm. you know, starting maybe like uh, at, even at the catalyst, that that moment where things completely go haywire and then you sort of backtrack once you've, once you've gone, ah, everything's going crazy. And then, you know, as the book goes on, you sort of, you know, come, come back to it. Um, 
that that is definitely a method. Um, I'm trying to think if I've done that in any of my books, that particular sort of like, here's the blah, and then we'll backtrack to see how we got there. Moment. I know that in the movies and TV shows, they do that a lot. They do that a lot. Um, yeah. It's I, I've seen it less in books, but I ha- it, it happens yeah, a lot in TV with, shows. With I mean, I, I mean, think of a lot of times in movies that that happens. I know, like I know. Because, I mean, even in TV shows, like I've seen like um, the CSI type shows, yeah, the police procedural yeah. type shows. Yeah, yeah. They do that a lot where, yeah. where they'll have something happen. And then they'll be like 17 hours earlier, you know, and go back. That would probably work really well with like mysteries and stuff that, that, you know, it might work really well. Maybe it doesn't work as well with, with romance, but I guess sometimes the meet cute maybe happens and then you like go back to how, how it did. I don't know. That is a way that you could start. Um, One of the other ways that, that you could start is sort of starting the book. You know, what is your character's normal? What what is the what is normal sort of look like for your character before this big, you know, huge mm-hmm. that seems to be like the most traditional sort of way that 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 story starts. It so does. Normal, and then yeah. the catalyst and up we go. So that's a very sort mm-hmm. of a traditional way mm-hmm. to start your book. So if you're like right. not sure how to start, try starting that way. You know, start at mm-hmm. your normal and then what happens and then up we go on the roller coaster ride. Right, but I think it needs to if you're going to use that in especially in today and it doesn't it seems to be crossing genres so it's mm-hmm. not just specific to the romance genre. Yeah. is that if you do that there needs to be some ominous notes in there. Right. Like the wording and the or phrasing so, or that some you hinting use. if it's like romance yeah. Hinting of what the romance is going to be. Yeah, that be. something's going to happen. Like, little did she know that, right. you know, that, you know, by the end of the day, her, you know, or by the end of breakfast, her life was going to get turned upside down or something right. to that effect. I mean, right. you need to have some foreshadowing in there or some right. hints or something that is like, hmm. Right. What? What's what's going to happen? The hot guy walks in and bumps coffee all over her. I'm like, oh, are we going to see him again? You know. So I, yeah, I thought I'd give an example of this. This is one of my favorite books. Oh, there you go. The Bronze Horseman, uh, Paulina Simons, and she does a perfect example of this. Okay. In her opening, um, this is a historical story. Um, I will say it's a historical romance, but it's. It's one of those ones that not in the traditional sense. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's more of a love story. Okay. So a a historical love story. So, but she starts this out. Hopefully my eyes will adjust here because, you know, I'm getting old. I get you. I hear you. I feel you. Um, Okay. It says light came through the window, trickling morning all over the room. Tatiana Metanova slept the sleep of the innocent, the sleep of restless joy of warm white Leningrad nights of Jasmine June, but most of all, intoxicated with light, light, oh, sorry, intoxicated with life, she slept the exuberant sleep of undaunted youth. She did not sleep for much longer. If you think about that, right, if you think about that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you can take that as, well, she, she, I mean, she woke up. But it's metaphorical. Right. And if you really, once you start reading for it, it hints at something more. So it's not in your face. Right. But, you know, it says, oh, well, this is her normal. 
Her normal right. is that she's relaxed and she enjoys youth and she has this innocence about her. But all of that is going to change. Right. 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 Um, right. So, yeah. So that's a that is a, a good example, I think, of yep. how to kind of present the normal and hint that something is something drastic is going to change in this right. particular case. Um, yeah, her world is going to get it's getting turned upside down because this is, takes place. The story takes place um, during the Leningrad siege uh, by the Nazis. Um, so um, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Her world is supposed also, to get shook it up. Yeah. Yeah. So her world's going to, but that can happen, can happen with romantic suspense a lot of sure. times. Uh, somebody, maybe, maybe your heroine witnesses a murder. Yep. It gets caught up in this life threatening uh, situation. There's, um, you know, there, there's mafia romances right. where maybe they're like, oh, you're going to marry this person. We're, you know, basically selling you to right. air. Things have not gone according to plan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of a lot of stuff that can go and happen with that. Um, there's also the inch, uh, the starting with dialogue. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, option where you can really just, you know, just, just dive in, just yeah. dive in, just in the middle of the conversation. The yep. reader is just kind of like witnessing this. Right. And they'll play catch up through the conversation. They're trying to figure out, okay, who are these two people and you know, how are they but they're they're thrust right into the story. They are now watching a conversation happen. I've done that in a I think a couple of different books that I've I've started um mm-hmm. in that way. Um it's a fun way to start a book. Um it, it does force you to like just dive in and 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 start the action as it were. You're 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 in mm-hmm. there and then you can go back and sort of thread in that yeah i know normal but whatever you know however you're gonna thread that in but you need to make sure it's exciting or, or yeah, in, at least yeah. again intriguing you need to it's, make it's sure it's not a hello hi how are you it's mm-hmm. not that conversation you know whenever you're in like it's just like that we're having a phone call and you have that in your story you don't start with the hello hi how are you i'm fine fine how are you even though we sort of do that in phone calls that's boring to read so mm-hmm. we just you dial the phone. Why the hell didn't you pick up what you know? What, you just start. You know right, what I mean. I need you on a plane right. in thirty minutes, and then you're going. Okay, what, what's going on? Why do they need to do this? Um, but you got to be careful about doing that because it is. I think in some cases it's overused. Can be because yeah. it, it it's used kind of like oh well this is the d- default we're just gonna have it happen this way, and just jump into the middle of the action, and just roll with it. But the thing is, is as an author, you kind of need to know and understand the type of story that you're going to tell, because sometimes that's a that works in your favor, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes yeah. you need to do that first one we mentioned, where you need to, you know, explain the normal, the normal, right. and then make things happen because it becomes yeah. it becomes more interesting right. when you can see the contrast. Sometimes jumping right into the action yeah. is not the best thing i um i did this with my uh with slave the first book in my finding in a series i i started it off by explaining his normal day you know he's you know he's a ceo of a nonprofit organization and i kind of go into like oh he does this oh he's supposed you know well he's gonna go to have lunch with his one of his college you know friends and it's at that at the end of the first chapter 
where he's having, you know, he's having the conversation with his college friend that boom, his life, the information that turns his life upside down is revealed, but you needed to kind of see his normal Mm -hmm. in order for that information to have the impact that it needed to have. Yeah. And I think that, 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 that's, that's a valid point. I think it, it, it speaks to also the genre in which you're writing, right? Like there are some mm-hmm. genres that will play into that sort of action first period. If you're writing, a, you know, an action packed sort of story, it makes mm-hmm. absolute sense that you would, you know, start if, you know, the genre probably dictates that things start this way. Um, if it's a mystery, it starts with, you know, a like a, a I don't mean a mystery, a cozy mystery, rather. It starts with a murder. That tends to be the norm. It starts with a murder. So knowing sort of, that's another, you know, why reading your genre is so important. You need to know what the expectations are so that that you're matching it and you're following suit and you're living up to those reader expectations. So if of all of the romances and the genre that you're writing tend to start with the character in their normal that's probably a good place for you to start. If it's mm-hmm. starting with dialogue in the particular niche or the genre, then maybe that's it. You know, you can look mm-hmm. to that as sort of some guidance. Um, consider it a little yeah. homework. You know, we all we get a lot of right. homework as authors, but you know, this is this is one you don't want to skip on. Right, and and when we say genre, when we say genre, um, I think Danielle would agree. We do mean subgenre. Yeah. Because writing a historical romance and those expectations of how it starts is not going to be the same as a contemporary or sci-fi or fantasy or a mafia romance. Right. Um, And the more you can drill down to the niche mm -hmm. of the genre that you're that you're wanting to write in and you can research that niche, you know do it because that that will only help benefit your story and make sure that you're in a a competitive place and in in the appropriate place right so daniel how do you typically start your things or is there one that just sticks out to your thing maybe you you did you like the best or you you you, looking back you didn't like what what you know (laughs) i've got some of those too um yeah (laughs) i think we all do I think we are, yeah. Um, I I tend to sort of think about the the genre and in in sort of what what genre I'm writing. So like if I'm writing like if like if like what if I was writing like I was writing a, a romantic comedy, right? I, I mm-hmm. want to convey from the get go sort of the tone of the character, and so like sentence one of this story. It's 10 minutes to seven and my underwear has already climbed up my ass more times than people have climbed Everest. So right away, we get the sense that she's going to be this snarky sort of character that we're going to have a little fun with, right? She's she's not going to... M- she's not Miss Perfect. She's not Miss Perfect put together either. Right, right. So you, you've got yeah. a, a snapshot of this character mm-hmm. already from just the first sentence, right? So I right. tend to try to focus on what can I tell readers about my character's personality from the very first line that tends to be where I go is like what what information can I partake Mm -hmm. so that they know this is the character that you're about to spend time with and you know go from there what about what about you do you have a a method that you prefer 
I tend to like the, um, I either go with the dialogue, depending on the story, what I feel is appropriate, but I either go with the dialogue typically or the uh, normal, you know, just presenting the normal um, to that. It it really does depend on the story. I mean, um, when I wrote Longing for His Kiss, um, that story has some really sad elements to it. And um, it's about starting over after the loss of a spouse and finding love again. And so the beginning of this, the first chapter of that story is just, it just grabs you, you know, right away because you're in the hero's head and he's on standing on the doorstep outside of one of his best friend's uh, widows about to deliver a letter uh, from his dead friend and Damn. so right there you're like you it, it pulls you in it gets you like oh my goodness this is going to be emotional this is going to be so you can feel his you hit them with the sad feels right at the beginning yeah I see you can you, you can feel it and then you know and that just kind of like pulls you into that uh that story so to me i mean it was the normal but it was the not normal it was jumping right. into the action so i really do kind of pick um depending on the story because i think i think no matter the genre as long as you could create the interest it doesn't really matter how you jump into you start the story i think there are a lot of options what you don't want to do is draw out the of that intrigue you don't want to draw out and make the reader wait too long because back in, you know, hundred years ago, that may have worked. Right. doesn't work so much anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, I've mentioned this before about a book I read in high school. Uh, it was on, it was, it's considered a classic and the first six pages are just a, a young man standing on a corner describing the street that he's looking at. You can't get a really get away with that anymore. No. I mean, even no. even in literary fiction, I mean, they're a little that genre is a little more lax in right. allowing uh allowing some wiggle room for that. But six It ain't gonna fly in romance unless you're describing a bedroom scene. But even then I think that would be a bit much for people. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say, I mean, it, yeah, it would depend on the scene. I mean, there I've heard some <laughs> I have. You would be surprised how I, many oh, long bedroom scenes I have yeah. read. Oh, I'm sure it, it, uh, it has to like yeah. be good and not be repetitive and not be be right. painful. With BSM, you can get away with quite a lot because you're having. Well, but I would assume it's like a lot like much happening. longer. Yeah, there's a much longer right. sort of process than it is right. with contemporary romance where it's much shorter. <laughs> right, but you have to you have to know your genre expectations. Yeah. You have to know what works for your characters and your story um and you have to be conscious of the pacing because i think that even even though it's the intro to your story your pacing matters um because again you can't wait like we talked about at the beginning you cannot wait until you're you know 30 40 50 pages in to create the drama or the action or whatever it is to hook your reader. You really have to do that. Um, If not at the end of the first, if not at the first page, the first chapter, 
you, you know, if you haven't done it by the second chapter, you have probably lost most readers. Yeah. You get, I mean, you, it's just the reality of the situation. Like I said, genre fiction is a little bit different than literary fiction. Literary fiction does allow the readers of that does do tend to allow more time for a story to develop, but we both write genre fiction yeah. and that's kind of what we focus on. Um, in the podcast and for genre fiction in today's writing market that just does not work i mean i think the serial market uh that's emerging with vela and yonder and some of the other uh apps radish um i think they speak to that the the more you know hook them right away move it fast hook them at the beginning and hook them at the end of the chapter because there's this we want you to turn the page we want you to buy the tokens we want you to read more and so not only do you have to hook them in the beginning you have to leave them a little mini cliffhanger with every chapter so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a lot demanded upon us as authors but don't let it get you down uh write your story get it out there and then you know when you're going through your edits go back and then figure out you know maybe then work on your hook a little bit Mm -hmm. don't 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 like Mm -hmm. not finish your story because you're like i can't get Mm -hmm. past the hook part yeah you you can't edit what's not written so get stuff down first and then deal with the hook at the end well beta readers come in really handy with this yes um, if you are concerned about the pace to give a story about your hook, uh, beta readers can be invaluable. Get one or two of them that you trust that are going to be honest with you. Um, a lot of times you can find beta readers. There are paid beta readers and there are non-paid beta readers. Um, honestly, sometimes really, you know, if, if people are fans of your if readers are fans of your writing, like huge fans of your writing, um, but yet they're honest as well. Like if they don't like Those something, the they'll, kind. you know, they'll, they'll send you an email that says, Hey, I noticed that this person's name is not, you know, is on, is in chapter three is this. And then this part, you changed his, the spelling of his name like I in love chapter 10. Like um, I want somebody to yeah. check me and be like, Oh crap. Or to also tell me if something feels slow or sluggish or need more time mm-hmm. with. I'm like, you really sped over this relationship. Why Why didn't you not mm-hmm. give us time with that? You know, oh, I didn't know yep. that you wanted more time with that. Okay, you know, so, yeah, sometimes we're a little too close to our stories and we don't we don't see the things that are yep. wrong with it. So beta readers come in really good. Well, my goodness, we covered a lot today, didn't we? My goodness. We- we did. We really did. But I think it was all good information. And hopefully, um, hopefully it helps some people who are maybe struggling with uh, how to start their story. Um, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up, uh, share it on social media. And until next time, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.